Welcome to the South Fellowship Church Podcast. Here at South Fellowship, we exist to help people live in the way of Jesus with the heart of Jesus. Wherever you're listening from today, we hope you're encouraged by this week's message. Well, good morning, good morning. It's good to see you all. Uh, if you don't know, my name is Aaron Bjorklund. I'm one of the pastors here at South. And uh, Today, we're going to do some things a little bit differently. Uh, one thing is Hannah's still up here. She's going to hang out on stage uh, during our sermon, but y'all are actually preaching the sermon today. You didn't know that, but you, that's what you signed up for when you showed up this morning, so good luck. Um, there's a, over the course of this series, we've been doing Ordinary Time series. Uh, we've been going through the lectionary, but at the beginning of the series, if you happen to be here on one of those first several weeks especially, uh, one of the things we talked about is uh, Alex and I had a conversation before the series. Uh, we'd come out of a couple of uh, sermon series related to listening to God's voice or, and or listening to the Spirit of God, being moved by the Spirit of God. And, and when we entered the lectionary series, we, we kind of had this concern. We don't want to become a church that starts to relegate the Holy Spirit to two series a year. Instead, we want to be a church that is actively growing as a church family of listening to the voice of God, learning what his voice sounds like, and showing up when we gather, especially corporately, with expectation that he's actually going to speak. And so, in light of that, you may have seen this. um, Oh, I have to turn on my remote. And on. There we go. Oh, yes, we have a podcast too, so you can look that up, Red Couch Theology Podcast. But you may have seen this in the first few weeks. We put this slide up and we said, we handed out these little notebooks. If you didn't get one, I apologize, but um, if you did, go ahead and pull it out. If you didn't bring it today, uh, I'm going to try and jog your memory. Hopefully, you'll remember what you wrote in those notebooks. Uh, We asked you to listen with anticipation to the Spirit of God during the sermons and write down what you were hearing from Him. And maybe you have an, uh, a notes thing on your phone. That's how I would do it because I can't stand paper. But this is what we, we challenge you to do. Uh, now, if you didn't document it, uh, then that's okay. We're going to jog, hopefully jog your memory a little bit. And we're going to get a chance to share with each other this morning what God has been speaking to us through the course of this series. So like I said, you are preaching the sermon today. Um, Before we dive in, I want to help remind you of where we've been over the course of the series. Uh, Before we do that, I want to just set a framework for uh, what the scriptures teach about a corporate gathering like this. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, it says this. So if the whole church comes together and everyone speaks in tongues and uh, inquirers or unbelievers come in, will they not say that you are out of your mind? So if that's you, if you're an inquirer or an unbeliever or even just a visitor and this is your first Sunday, (laughs) we're not out of our minds. I hope you like, but we acknowledge that this is a little different. Um, But there's some things that we can do as a church family when we open up the floor like this to so many voices, we can do some things to prevent a little bit of chaos and maybe those folks who visited, uh, again, this isn't normal for us if you're here and you're new, Come back next week. We're going to have a standard sermon. Uh, But uh, it'll help our community uh, show up in such a way that you all don't think we're insane. So uh, we're going to move forward with that standard. So what, what then shall we say, brothers and sisters? This is in the same chapter. 
When you come together, each of you has a hymn or word of instruction, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. Everything must be done so that the church may be built up. There's rule number one. The things that we are sharing today are should be designed, and if the Spirit's actually involved, it will be for the building up of his church. And so it doesn't mean you have to say, hey, church, be encouraged directly. Like maybe it was something God said to you very specifically, but by sharing that the Spirit was moving in your life, that's so encouraging. We did this last service. It was an awesome time of hearing God's uh, move and stories around the room. Um, and so uh, it, we're gonna be super competitive and next week you can tell them how you did better. So no, I'm just joking. But the point is to build people up. This isn't a soapbox opportunity. This isn't a chance to share your political worldviews or to, to say something like whatever. Uh, it's a chance for you to say, this is what God has been speaking to me over the last several weeks. Good, rule number one. Then we continue. For God is not a God of disorder, but of peace, as in all of the congregation of the Lord's people. In other words, uh, we're going to try and do this in a semi-orderly fashion. We're going to share. Um, Dan's going to come. He has a microphone, and he's, you're just going to raise your hand. If you want to share something, he's going to come over. You're going to get a chance to share. Try and keep it semi-brief, um, because then more of us get to share. Um, and so just God's been sharing this with me. Or, you know, I had this nudge, we heard this message, and I had this nudge, and I took this action, and here's what God did. That kind of thing. Um, relatively brief and orderly, and then uh, we'll be light, slightly less insane for those who are visiting. So, but before we do that, because you're preaching this sermon, I want to pray the same prayer that we prayed all throughout the series together, if you're willing to pray this with me, because as someone's sharing, uh, maybe the Spirit's going to use what they're sharing to touch your heart and to move you. So let's, let's listen with anticipation, uh, no matter whether you're sharing or not. Let's pray this together. Lord, open our hearts and minds by the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may hear your word with joy. Amen. Um, now, I recognize that we may not have done the best job reminding you to bring your little brown notebooks. And so I'm just going to do a quick skip across the weeks to remind you of where we've been. And hopefully you're like, oh yeah, that's right. The Spirit said this to me or that, whatever. So we're going to do this real quick and then we'll dive in. Week one, week one of the series, we talked about the question of how do we engage theological debate in a healthy way? How do, when political issues or theological issues rise and we get so emotionally charged, how do we do that the healthy way? And this was the big idea of that message. The cross is the posture of God towards his enemies. In other words, um, the priority is to die to self. When you're in a, or in a dialogue or a debate with someone, your number one priority is to die to self and, uh, and elevate God's love. So that was Jeremiah chapter 20. Hopefully that reminds you of that week. Week two, uh, again, I was bringing the message this particular week. If you remember, this was the week that I kind of went into first-person dramatic monologue and I pretended like I was Abraham. Um, I told Abraham's story uh, from his perspective partway through, and I was telling the story about how Abraham tried really hard to create the promise of God himself. And in the end, through the story of the sacrifice of Isaac, he had to let go of that. And this was the big idea. God is provider not us. God's the one who follows the, fulfills his promise. 
Then week three, Jessica brought the message. I know this is one that really touched my heart in this series, um, and I'll share that later. Jesus, uh, her big idea in the end was Jesus isn't saying all the problems will disappear. He is offering himself. Uh, This was from the uh, easy yoke passage in Matthew chapter 11. Um, God gives us the easy yoke, and she she told some stories about her own life and about how God was working this out in her life. Um, So, and, and the point was, It's not that everything just gets super duper easy, it's that he shows up in the midst of all of the hard. All right, so that was week three. Week four, um, Alex was back and he dove into Romans chapter eight uh, and his main point of that message was a graceless world needs a grace-filled people. And if you remember this particular week, he was talking about how we as a people of God can live stories of grace to show the world what grace looks like. He told the story of Babette's Feast, if you remember that particular Sunday, which is a movie. Um, And he's talked about how God uses stories all throughout history to demonstrate to his people what grace looks like. And then we're supposed to embody that and live that out. So a graceless world needs a grace-filled people. That was week four. Week five, again in Romans chapter eight, verses 12 through 25. Uh, how we see God's heart for, for us or for his world will determine how we serve God in his world. This message, he kind of divided into two parts. It was the passage about God cry, uh, us crying out to God as Abba, Father. And so there was sort of this first movement of the message where he talked about that. And he said that this, this cry, Abba, Father, is a declaration of our need for him. And then he pivoted and he, he talked a little bit about the creation and how uh, the creation is groaning and longing to see uh, God's work in the world. And then his sort of conclusion was this, we see how God's heart for his world will determine how we serve God in his world. In other words, the world's not burning up. God cares about all of his creation, not just humanity. We need to show up in this world in a significant way. One more week, last week, uh, Alex brought this message. Uh, Romans chapter eight, the majestic ending there of neither height nor depth nor things present. All that passage was beautiful. And then he said this, God will still work good even when life doesn't seem good. And this was the chapter where it says, everything works for the good of those who love God. And Alex's point was, or he asked the question, frankly, really? Sometimes it doesn't feel like it's that good. <laughs> And he, he, he wrestled with that through the course of his message and he left with the conclusion that it doesn't, it doesn't always look good to us, the definition that we have for good. But God's definition of good is that we're transformed by his, into his image and that we get to encounter him. All right, that's the journey we've been on. Hopefully that jogs some memories for some of you. And um, I'm gonna put all of them up there so you can keep on reading through them and maybe you'll remember uh, what the Spirit's been speaking to you throughout this series. Um, But now the sermon begins. We're gonna open up the floor. If you just wanna share something, just raise your hand and Dan will come bring you a microphone. Oh, what the heck, I'll start it off. <laughs> All right. Oh, by, so by the way, give us your name real quick. Kristen Carlson. In case someone, I mean, if they haven't met yeah. you yet, they're not paying attention. Hi. That's okay. <laughs> um, week three, 
Jesus isn't saying all the problems will disappear. He is offering us himself. Hmm. So I was very fortunate to be able to go with our two daughters um, overseas for a friend's birthday party. It was a special friend, and we were invited to her birthday. Um, it was in Spain. So we were fortunate to be able to go. One of our daughters is very pregnant. She was about seven months pregnant, and we enjoyed a day of sightseeing, um, but ended up with my two daughters having heat exhaustion and then um, dehydration. So the pregnant daughter ended up in the hospital um, for several days. But um, through all of that, um, I was never scared because we were with a friend who grew up in Madrid and she knew what to do and where to take us. Um, but through that whole trip, I just was experiencing this, um, this presence of the Lord. And so once in a while, I would stop into, I would go into some of the cathedrals. Maybe it was just for five minutes. But just sit and, I don't know, just look up at the cross or whatever. And so I think for all of us, um, if we're going through something difficult, um, yeah, Jesus doesn't tell us that the day is going to go perfect, but, but he's there. Amen. So if we have a loved one in the hospital, if someone's really sick, um, whatever it is that's happening, where, wherever it's happening, um, yeah, it, it, he, he is there. Even if it doesn't feel like it, he offers us himself. Amen. Thanks, Chris. Anyone else? Something that they've heard from the Lord in this series? Over here. Hi. Uh, my name is also Dan. I've only been to this church twice, so I don't know if it's cheating that I haven't done all six of them. <laughs> Um, You're not allowed to hear from God that fast. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's against the rules. Um, so I was here last week. The God will still work good even when life doesn't seem good. Um, I'm living proof of that. Um, mm. I studied that growing up. I would hear stories about people that said, you know, they went through these devastating things and God was with them. And I would hear that and understand that at like an intellectual level. Mm. But having gone through just brutally difficult last couple of years. That is absolutely true. Uh, I can say that for sure. Um, and not only that, but also that I didn't burn my faith up. I didn't encounter this difficulty and then say, God, you promised that this wouldn't happen to me or my life plan wasn't what you said it was, I'm done. It was more, as you said, where, where else can I go? Where can I go but from your spirit? Um, and I'll spare you all the details of the story, but um, I got a tattoo uh, afterwards that is John 1 5 it's and a light shines in the darkness hmm. and an anchor because hope is the anchor of the soul and I say it as a reminder that it is not me that is generating my faith I'm not gritting my teeth it is a gift from God that is sustaining me hmm. so it's not my strength it's his Amen. so it's thanks. true it really is true thanks can we, can we just sing God you're so good Amen. God, you're so good. 
Costas. Um, I love that for the first week with the sharing of the spirit, the point is to build up the church. And I was struck by the fact that I am not responsible for someone's salvation. God is. I don't have to whip out the four spiritual laws, but only share what God has done in my life. And then they can't refute that. Um, and then I was given a word that said, Jan, you are safe with me. Just trust. Thanks. In the back here. Oh. Dan's getting lots of steps, and you should have seen him last service. It was like this side, that side, this side, that side. Oh. Um, my name is Lena. My full name is Annalena, and I actually had the opportunity of meeting the Carlsons um, week four. A graceless pe world needs a grace-filled needs grace-filled people. Um, my full name Annalena means grace along the path, and I often mm -hmm. find that I have a hard time living that way. Mm -hmm. um, but that week, actually, Mr. Carlson made a point to tell me how beautiful my full name was, and. Um, I get coffee at Pete's every week, and uh, I walked in, and I know the man who usually makes my coffee. His name is Jimmy, and he gave me my coffee for free that day, and he just told me uh, what a joy it is to see me whenever I come in and get coffee. And hmm. it's just, I started seeing the little things um, and smiling more. I work two customer service jobs, so Ooh. often people <laughs> t tell me that uh, it's nice when I smile or those little things, right? And um, I'm moving, I'm going to college, and I would just kind of have started to feel more peace about being graceful and that the people who I show grace to often give me the same grace. So it was just, it kind of started that for me, like patience and grace and the way that even if I know people aren't Christian, uh, it's reflected in the same way when I give it to them. Hmm. So, yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Well, someone who just had a nudge. Oh, we got someone in the back here. Maybe, maybe some things like, hey, I felt like God was saying, call this person or um, encourage someone or whatever, yeah. Hello, everyone. My name is Maya. I've been coming here for three plus, maybe four years. Um, <clears throat> God is the provider, not us. Hmm. So God uses people. God has used South, um, getting me into school um, at Arapahoe College. Um, and I have a tutor at the Life Center, and I'm really trying to do something well for the community um, because I was a down and outer. Um, about five years ago, I was just lost. And this series that I have seen um, 
God gave me a couple scriptures. Um, Psalms 118, 24. The Lord has done it this very day. Let us rejoice today and be glad. Um, since this series began, uh, God's been showing me his joy in his creation. Mm. And every time I'm outside, walking somewhere, getting on the bus, going to class, coming home, I see butterflies. Mm. And it's kind of silly, but I have counted uh, 51 butterflies this summer. Um, I'm just resting in him. Uh, I don't have to um, feel like it's rough, like it's difficult. Mm. Um, he's let me rest in him. And I'm just glad I have wonderful people around me that enjoy that. Mm. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Dan. Hi, I'm Laura. Um, I really wasn't in the mood to jump up because uh, the word <laughs> God... Uh, <laughs> whispered is one way of putting it uh, was a tone that's not a word you hear every day a tone so i knew it was him i knew it was him um repair make amends he told me i was strong-headed <laughs> i can be rude um oh gosh more confession <laughs> lots of it <laughs> I, I did not look at this book before I came, in fact, all week, because I was afraid if I did, I would not share with you, because <laughs> you told us last week we were going to do this. Yeah. So I didn't go home and look at it, and I thought I'd just jump up. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, more confession, um, just relationships that introduced uh, the spirit of death or addiction, pride. Uh, different things. Um, focusing on self is the exact opposite of God. Hmm. I feel incompetence about my past. Hmm. But then you turn the page and there's coffee spilled everywhere and it <laughs> says divine abundance. Yeah, I said, man. praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Coffee Co everywhere. Coffee is abundance. Exactly. <laughs> So then, the very last thing after uh, the spilled coffee, I forgot it last week because it was home on the counter drying. Um, <laughs> so I raced home after, uh, after Alex spoke. And I said, yes, if. I think I just heard one of the best sermons on God's presence through it all, and his promise to continue is lived through his son's death and resurrection with the spirit inside of everyone who chooses this faith. Hmm. With Christ dwelling hearts, rooted in love, can we begin to know, Heavenly Father, how high and deep his love is for each of his sheep. I want to be filled with it yes. to give him the glory. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. So I said I'd share mine. Oh, uh, I'll just go real quick. Maybe it's a little bit of a confession too. When Jessica was preaching, 
um, on the easy yoke. She said, oftentimes I had this perception that the easy yoke, I just need a break so I can catch my breath so I can go on being overly busy. And I think sometimes actually the invitation of the easy yoke is to um, sort of take the breath and then not go back to being overly busy. And I was like, so that's a confession for me. I oftentimes just need a rest because I want to do something I never should have been doing in the first place. But My name is Neil. Uh, my little devotion guide went through the wash on the second uh, uh, week, and I never got it replaced. But uh, anyway, that, that, that's just an aside. What I really wanted to say is, uh, I think over the last uh, few months, maybe over the last few years, uh, I've let, I've let my, my, I've been, been walking with Jesus for many, many years, but I've really let my faith go stale. And uh, I want to I want to get kick started again. And there was I read the daily, daily devotional that comes out uh, every week. And this one was August first, written by Kathleen. So thank you, Kathleen. But anyway, she ends it by saying, "Humble yourself before God, as if you were just beginning your walk with Him." And mm. that just really struck me. And that's what I want to do each Amen. and every day is walk as if it's the first day again. Amen. Grace over here. I'm Grace Hunter. I'm going to deviate a little bit, not from the, the, Go for it. the sermons, but from the Wednesday nights. Hmm. There were, I, I got to go to five of them, so not all six. But one of them we were focusing on praising the name. Hmm. And that was kind of the theme of the night. I don't think it was supposed to be, it just happened. <laughs> and I stood up and said something a little bit discombobulated. But I found the verse this morning because it was in my reading this morning in Exodus 34. And Moses is up on Mount Sinai, and he sees God. And God says, and the Lord came down in the cloud, stood there with him, and proclaimed his name, hmm. the Lord. And he passed in front of Moses, proclaiming, the Lord, the Lord, the compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love, mm. and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands, and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. And that's what his name means. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Oh, yes, right. Carol. Oh. We've got hands popping up all over. My goodness. I'm Carol Evans. I spent some time over the last couple of weeks of going over my notes that I took <clears throat> and rereading some of the scripture verses. And I asked that the Lord would condense this down to one sentence for me. It took time and a lot of listening. And so here's this sentence. 
and actually it was based on week three message. And it's, um, <laughs> I'm blanking out, uh, walk with me and learn with me. Now it sounds pat, it sounds gentle, except that given my age and stage in life, the joints don't work like they used to work. <laughs> Walking is not as easy. And so he's saying, Carol, regardless of your age or whatever handicap you have, you need to keep walking with me. But as I walk, I'm to learn with him. And so confession, my mind is not as sharp as it used to be. I don't remember like I used to. But he's saying, don't retire. I'm not giving you permission to do that. You're to keep learning. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to keep walking with him, and I'm going to keep learning as I walk. Amen. So I know he's saying this a little bit earlier, but we're just going to sing the chorus of I Speak Jesus one more time. Your name is power. Your name is healing. Your name is life. Break every stronghold. Shine through the shadows. Burn like a fire. Amen. Are you in the middle? Okay, um, God still works good even when life doesn't seem good. <laughs> hmm. I'm going to share a story that hopefully will encourage you because sometimes when it feels like you're going through hell, if Jesus is by your side, it's not as bad. Hmm. In 2019, my daughter and my, her husband had to come live with us because he lost a job. He was in an accident. Grace was six months pregnant, so praise God. <laughs> This baby came into our home, and then the pandemic started. And um, three months after that, Gary was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. That's when the hell started. <laughs> it was hard. And we were, were hopeful that they would just be able to cut out the cancer. But in August, he went in for surgery, and they had to take the whole thing out which totally changed our life because now he's diabetic, dependent on insulin and enzymes to live. If Kyle and Grace hadn't been there, I would, they wouldn't have been there to hold me up. Mm. So, you know, there are no coincidences. If it hadn't been for them, <laughs> I would have sank. God sent them, truly. It gave me a diversion taking care of the grandchildren. <laughs> but it was good for Kyle and Grace as well because Kyle had to learn some, a new job while he was here. And he learned cabinetry from someone who was really good. So not only was he learning a trade, but he was being spiritually fed here in this church. And his faith and Grace's faith grew immensely hmm. because of all of you helping them to grow. And then he was led to move back to Illinois <clears throat> last spring, and they had to live with my ex for a year, and that wasn't working so good, and it was very stressful. Kyle's business is growing immensely, praise God. <laughs> and uh, so they had to find another place to live, and just 
this last Tuesday, they found a cute little house, and they are expecting their third child. So God has been blessing our lives. So, you know, I just want to encourage you that God does work good when you're going through a tough time. And it's built our faith mm. immensely. And I, I don't know if you notice it, but I just feel like Christ is shining through me because of the joy it's brought to my life to um, have him and to know that he will never leave my side. Um, I just feel so much stronger through it all. Mm. I think there was someone over here. Oh, in the okay. back. Back, back. <laughs> I just want to introduce this guy to you. This is Grandpa Bruce. All right. Well, thank you. First of all, I just retired last year after 52 years of teaching school. The Grandpa Bruce, thank you. The Grandpa Bruce started the last decade of my life as my grandsons who were basketball players at Thunder Ridge, uh, all the players, I became their teacher. They already knew me as Grandpa Bruce, so all the students at school started calling me Grandpa Bruce too. So I've just adapted that as my name. <laughs> what I wanted to share with you uh, has to do with Alex's sermon last week on Romans 8.28. I first want to exhort you, there are verses like Romans 8.28 that we hear over and over and over. And after a while, they lose their power. They don't actually lose their power, but we stop going into the depth of what they represent. One of those verses is Romans 8.28, all things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. What I wanted to share, and not long, I promise, Aaron, <laughs> uh, for me, my life was very normal. I had two wonderful children. In 1991, my son went off to high school for his very first day of school in high school, and he came home telling me that there were kids at school that wanted to beat him up, except there weren't kids at school that wanted to beat him up. We started a 21-year battle with schizophrenia. My son was a Christian. He passed away 10 years ago. My email address is walkwithgod at gmail.com, and that's a reflection for my son because right up to the very last day, he was still expecting God to answer his prayers, and God did, except in this case, it was to end all the misery and take him to be with God. Well, that was a long time of struggle, but it's struggle that hasn't ended. Right after that, when you were a caregiver of someone with a mental illness, it, it really, really takes its toll. And my daughter, who was a nurse, began to show signs of another illness that sometimes happens to siblings, which is paranoid personality disorder. It doesn't stop her from working, but it paints her world black every single day. And since I live with her, it paints my world black every single day. So this is a battle that's been going on in my life since 1991 and really has no 
obvious answer to how it's going to get any better. Because uh, it's very difficult because since my daughter is paranoid, is not trusting, it's hard for me to get in her door. Mm. So last week, as soon as uh, Alex gave, hang on, let me get my Bible over so I can tell you the verse. Oh, jeez. Hold that for a second for me. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. So last week when uh, Alex talked about Romans 8.28, it took me, I thought, those guys who write the lectionaries, which was long ago, hundreds of years ago, uh, they should have added one more verse to this particular one. And it's uh, John 16.33. And I want to share that with you because it's what's true for me and hold on to it for yourselves when things happen to you. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And through Jesus, I have overcome the world. I don't have answers. The answer may not come until I'm in heaven, but if Jesus has overcome the world and I him his child, then I also have overcome the world despite whatever troubles I struggle with. So thank you. Amen. Well, well, time, time flies when you're having fun. Um, we're actually coming to the end of our time together, but is there one more song sure. to close out? That didn't sound very confident. No, yeah. A little bit? A little bit confident? Okay. Well, I'm going back and forth between two, so. Perfect. Well, you're going to, would you stand, um, and uh, then we'll find out which one, which song wins. <laughs> uh, we're going to do uh, Build My Life, um, just the second verse into the chorus. And our tech team didn't have this pull up in advance, so we're just, yeah, so we'll see if this works. Look at that. Chris is a genius. This has been good to hear from what God is speaking to this community. Um, I just want to encourage us as a church family to continue to grow in this area, to show up when we gather as the body of Christ, um, 
there might be expectations that there's going to be some singing involved, right? And there might be some expectation that someone's going to stand up here and open up the scriptures and preach a message. But increasingly, what I'd rather have our community show up with is this deep abiding expectation that the living God still speaks and that he wants to speak to you. And if, and if you show up here with that expectation, then uh, whoever stands up here, the Spirit's gonna have the ability to cut through any bumbling or fumbling, or if we chose the wrong songs, or if that illustration didn't quite land, whatever it is, if God speaks, that cuts right through all of that, straight to your heart. And that's where transformation really happens. So that's what we wanna grow in as a church family. Uh, we love you. Show up next week. Or again, remember combined services next week. We're going to see everyone. It's going to be packed. Maybe show up a little early. Um, it's going to be packed in here. And then we're just going to show up with that expectation. We're going to hear what God has to say to our community. And we love you, South. Have a great week and great sermon. <laughs>